Look at my butt. Show number 298 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Hello, everyone. We're having five minutes of spring here in Chicago. <laughs> we, we had like five minutes of summer last week. It was horrible. For, mm. for one day, it was like 90 degrees, but now it's back to being kind of cold again. <sighs> so I would like regular seasons again. I know that that's not going to happen mm-hmm. because of global climate change and all that. But yeah, it's, it's difficult to not have regular seasons anymore. You just don't know what you're going to get. Well, someone posted something about Chicago seasons that cracked me up because there's winter, fake spring number one, <laughs> winter number two, fake spring number and it goes through all of them and it keeps pointing, you know, depending on when they post it to, you are here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's what it feels like. Oh. Yes, that's definitely what it feels like. What can you do? All right. But let's do some fun stuff. We have fun yes. stuff to do. So the first thing, um, this is uh, belated. The gift was not belated, but it's now quite a bit after my birthday. But that's fine. I'll take well, any the gift. Well, the gift was like a week after your birthday. Oh, not even but... that. Not even okay. that. Okay. Okay. So, so um, I've opened the box, and now I'm going to see what's inside. Okay. Oh, what's this? It's a book. Oh, it's the Hannah Gatsby book. Yay. Yes. Thank it can, you. It, Came out a couple days after your birthday. Wow. So this is I great. Have pre-ordered it. Oh, thank you and so much. I was able to check it out of the library as an ebook. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'm gonna read it too. <laughs> wow, this is great. It's a beautiful book. Oh, I can't wait to read it. Ah, uh, I am yeah. so excited to see what she has to say. Oh, thank you so much. This is so good. Yay. Oh, you're welcome. Yay. Yay. <laughs> excellent. Very excellent. And it will look good on my shelf. Good. Good. Cool. So happy birthday. Yeah, I'm just admiring it. It's such a, I, it's, it's a beautiful book. It's got a, a black and white photo of her on the front, but the spine is this beautiful blue color. Mm-hmm. It's really nice looking. Good. I'm just, you know, hardcover books are always like objects dart, as as one would say, you know. Yes. It just looks really good. Oh, and there's got il- it's got illustrations in it as well. Good. Well, it always kind of annoys me when when books are simply for decoration. <laughs> you know, and then people do crafts where they cut up the pages oh. and make them into other things. It's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> but I did. I did see something. Gosh, where was it? Um. Maybe it was a Twitter thread, but people were saying from some very large bookstores, and I think the Strand in New York is one of them, you can mm-hmm. order books by the foot. Oh, yes. So if you're sta- yeah, if you're staging a house or something, you can get, you know, uh, just quantities of books, and then you can choose the colors of the spines or the sizes or whatever to, to make it fit. And uh, I, I hadn't really thought about that before, but, you know, what a business, because I'm sure there are so many books that get donated or that returned. you buy or returned or you buy from an estate sale. And, and mm-hmm. you know, if they're dictionaries or encyclopedias or reference books that are out of date, no one's going to want them. But if you could repurpose them mm-hmm. as decoration for a staged house, that's pretty good. Well, you know what they do in the theater? If they have to have, you know, bookshelves uh-huh. as part of the set with books on them, they have already pre-made these. So it's just question of get them out of the the room um they'll take like two feet of books Uh and they drill hole drill drill a hole right through the middle 
and then they they put a metal rod through it. Oh, so they don't fall when they're on the stage? No, so that you don't have to put one book on, one book on, (laughs) one book on. It's like, okay, 20 books, bam, give me the next, you know, and they can get those on and off really fast. Wow. Because it's now one unit. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. I like that idea Mm -hmm. a lot. Very cool. Huh. Good. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I've learned something new today. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> always always glad to uh, help, be of assistance, whatever. Yes, and thank you again for this wonderful book. I cannot wait to read it. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, okay, let me put it somewhere where my cat's not going to step on it. Okay, put it over there. That's good. So, um, and I had a lovely birthday uh, for anybody who wants to know. I'm sure Bill had a better <laughs> birthday, but, you know, he always does, and that's great. And he's he's 91 now, right? I can't believe it. Yes. He still doesn't look a day over, what, 60 or something? It's incredible. And he's he's doing more than ever. <laughs> he is. He's, he's appearing in all these places. He's got some, well, we're going to talk about a few of the things he has mm-hmm. coming up. And he was just in your town recently, right? For Mission right. Chicago. Uh, last weekend. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to go so bad, but, you know, I'm still worried about COVID and plague yeah. and all of that. And so even though it's like a 15 minute walk, which mm-hmm. I can't do um, from where <laughs> I live, I didn't go, and this lets us segue into our next segment. I was talking to this uh, lovely woman who is a friend of ours, and her online handle is Ruby Pearl. Yes, uh, she of the um, wonderful stuff being uploaded to YouTube. If you go check out her channel, right? So yes. much stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, she keeps up with him like nothing you've ever seen, and I, I love that she sends us stuff because it saves us doing that work. Mm-hmm. But, um, I had said to her, I have been looking like mad for articles about what went on at the Chicago con. I mean, there's articles about the upcoming cons. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, I know, same here. I haven't found anything. And we both went, what are those 3D figure things like? <laughs> That's what we want to know. Who yeah. got, who paid over $2,000 for that? And what does it look like? And the thing is, <laughs> um, you, one of the rules is you don't really get to arrange bill. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, like if you, you said, you know, I don't know, I want to sit on your lap. Or I want you to sit on my lap mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. He might say, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, well, what good is it then? I mean, really? come on. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I'm happy with my photo of of us hugging oh so good such a good such a good thing and um when you posted that to the facebook group someone had pointed out that you know you can see you and bill um and then above is the big screen and it's a different angle of you guys hugging which is really awesome and i had never (laughs) noticed that (laughs) i was like oh this is even better because there you can really see yes that's me that's really me I remember that day so well. Gosh, oh. uh, it was it was one of the best days of my life. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it was incredible. It was a good day for me. <laughs> <laughs> you were just so. Oh, I, I just remember being so delighted and laughing because you were so quick and so <laughs> like as if you do this kind of thing every single day. Like That's what would right. Kirk do? And you were you had the answer. It was right there. It was amazing. 
Okay, I am recording again. Yes, you too. And um, listeners, we apologize. We had a lens flare here in the <laughs> studio. And uh, we lost a bunch of really good stuff. So we're recreating it now for you. Yes, because this, this is important stuff and we need to talk about it. So yep. we're, we're going to launch into uh, a discussion of Picard. We're not going to do episode recaps because either you're watching it or you're not. And if you need to do episode <laughs> recaps, just go online. There's people who are doing them and it's really good. We're yes. going to get to some vexed questions here. So my first question is, how are they going to wrap this up in the next three episodes? I don't think there's an answer to that question. It'll happen nope. one way or the other, but it seems like there's a lot of threads that need to be picked up and woven mm -hmm. together. So that's fine. Yep. Uh, I really enjoyed the two good uh, Star Trek callbacks to uh, the one with the whales. So several episodes ago, we had the punk on the bus who showed up again in Picard. And it's cool that it's still the same prime universe with the same punk guy on the bus who gets told to turn his music down. Um, I was just so pleased that they got the same guy, Kirk Thatcher, to come oh, back yes. and do that character again. It was really delightful. And only this time he's learned his lesson. He's very polite. Um, oh, yes, I'm sorry. I will turn this down right away so he won't get neck pinched. Exactly. So, But I wanted him to be the watcher. Oh, that would have been I, great. I, I, I would have loved it because we would have seen more of that character, first of mm -hmm. all. But the whole idea, you know, we didn't know what watchers were, if they mm -hmm. were aliens or what. I'm thinking he got recruited by the watchers, you know. No, the least that was likely. not to be. Yeah. I know it was perfect. It would have been perfect. But oh, it was that's great. That's not what so, happened. It, it was so good to see him. I just love when they do stuff like that. You know, like and I, do it well. And do it well. That's the thing. You you can see as we've talked about so many times the temptation to do these Easter eggs and callbacks and stuff. You know, the whole mm -hmm. show. I mean, it would be lower decks if they were doing that, and they don't want right. it to be lower decks. But um, to do that, it fit with what they were doing mm -hmm. so that was great and then in the most recent episode to have Rios tell Kirk's joke about working in outer space was yes. also delightful it was it was yes. really good and the thing is uh, there was a pause before he said that yes so we you know we're going say it say it say it <laughs> say the line although he was not i have to note as as wonderful an actor as he is and he's very good he was not nearly as charming as kirk was when he said that because you know they're in the movie and kirk's there sitting at the table and he's having a beer and he you know he's got his cute face on and he's trying just so hard to be charming and he's just oh wonderful. he doesn't have to try hard give me a break <laughs> Oh, just good. What kind of a butt girl are you? <laughs> and you know, I it's I think the joke is funnier when Kirk is saying it because it, Rios is like, I'm from Chile. I only work in outer space. Okay, like that's mm -hmm. that's pretty good. But to say I'm from Iowa, I mean Iowa itself, <laughs> right? It's like it's sort of a yes. jokey place. Like, does it really exist? And who knows? They just have cows there, right? Like, there's nothing there. <laughs> Chile is like, oh, very cosmopolitan. You know, lots of culture and all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. And to say there's you're from lots of corn in Iowa. There is a lot of corn. So the contrast between Iowa and outer space, I think, is much much funnier than. Chile. Mm -hmm. in outer space. So yep. anyway, it was still good to see that joke. The yes. best part about that episode for me, though, of course, was at the very end when Picard and Guinan get arrested 
by an agent <laughs> who says he's from the FBI, and I just pointed at the TV screen and I went, that's a time cop. Because <laughs> yeah. he has to be, right? He has to be a time cop. Plus, the guy who they cast in that role played a time cop in Voyager. You know, he was there. Wow. Like, he, he actually did it. So I, that can't be an accident, right? They could have cast anybody in that role, and they chose that guy. Yep, yep. So, well, a couple oh, more days comes. until we get to see that. But yes. Yes. Oh, I hope so, because the, the time comps are such an, I'm, I don't want to say they're underused, but they've been used judiciously and, and to great yes. effect through all the different series. And I just want this guy <laughs> to be interviewing Picard and know who he is and, you know, be like, look, you've done this before. We've been watching you. Now you're really breaking things. You're almost as bad as Kirk. That man is a menace because <laughs> that's just well, the funniest thing. Here's the question that brings up for me. In TOS, we saw Kirk, if there is like a time prime directive, <laughs> break that, I don't know, six, seven, eight times. Oh, yeah, all the time. That, that they did that. Did they not have a time cop? bureau then and it was created because of Kirk <laughs> that is entirely possible I, I could believe that he was the genesis of the time bureau because <laughs> it was just it was out of control by that point you know he kept doing it right he did it during the yeah. original series he did it during the movies he wasn't going to stop they just had to make he, him stop yeah and then <clears throat> sorry he you know went back in time and brought back whales you know yeah. it's not just Go back there and don't touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> he brought back fucking whales. Oh, God, it's so funny. So I, I am hoping that if the time cops really are in this, oh, God, let them be in this, that that they are as they were, as we've seen them before, where they're um, serious characters with a serious mission, but they're also a little bit cartoony and, and noir and uh, just, mm -hmm. you know, they have a sense of humor about what's happening and the sort of the, the Sisyphean task that they have is, you know, <laughs> yes. stopping people from messing things up all the time. Yes. And, it, you know, one of the, well, I don't know. I haven't watched all the different series like, you know, Voyager and everything. They have avoided having a time war. Is that correct? In TOS or in any of Star Trek? As far as I know, I mean, I haven't watched all of Voyager, so I don't know. And, um, you know, Enterprise, not as bad as you remember. I've only seen like two episodes of that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I've read a couple Time War sort of books. Mm -hmm. And I, I find them um, boggling. I cannot <laughs> grab a thread and figure out who's where and when. Mm -hmm. The only, the one that really, really worked for me is... Um, to say nothing of the dog. Oh yes, by Connie so Willis. Good. Yes, that is a delightful um, time bureau trying to fix yes. things. Novel. Yes, yes, so. that's a wonderful one. Yeah. So the other thing about Picard that I am trying to figure out, and I guess we'll find out pretty soon, is when we see Q in um, the 22nd century, the 21st century. You know, he doesn't have powers seemingly. So I am kind of wondering. Is that Q the one who originally grabbed Picard to tell him, you know, I need you to fix this mm -hmm. thing? Or is he a different Q? Is there a third Q running around? Like, it's very confusing because he seems to not have powers and yet somehow he ends up as Rene Picard's psychiatrist. Like, how does yeah. he do that? But 
you know, I, I'm starting to think that all of this stuff is Q employing Picard and his, his little ragtag band of renegades to fix something that Q did. You know, it wasn't a thing oh, yeah. that they did or that anybody did. It was Q himself who, who fucked things up. And the only way that things can be set back is for him to get his so-called friends in to do something about it. So mm-hmm. that's also a possibility. I just feel like this, it's not going to be as straightforward as it seems. Like they they keep Renee Picard on schedule and she goes into space and then it's all done. There's too many other pieces in play right now, which is why I'm a little nervous about how they're going to wrap it up in three episodes because there's just a lot going on. If there are, I'm thinking now, different versions of Q, like, you know, there's the one in, in the future when P- the Picard mm-hmm. show actually takes place. Okay, and he's the one who grabbed Picard and said, you got to do this. And then if it's the contemporary one, the the 2022 Q, mm-hmm. who is the psychiatrist, it could be that the thing he goofed up, and we don't know why, and we don't know why he was doing this, mm-hmm. but as her psychiatrist, he was very close in what we saw to convincing her not to go. Yeah. And it's only because of Picard's little ragtag troop, as you said, <laughs> um, prevents her. Mm-hmm. So that could have been the thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's there's past Q, and then there's Q in the future. But it's only just now that I'm thinking about that because you brought it up because I just always assumed, okay, it's, this, it's the same Q. But mm-hmm. if he sent them back to fix it, why would he be working against them? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, why couldn't Why couldn't he have fixed it himself? That's that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. If there was a well, thing that needed to be fixed, but it was a thing that he himself caused, maybe he can't fix it, and he needs someone else to fix it. There's that, and there's also what is usually a time rule everywhere in every <laughs> time travel thing. You cannot be in the same time. Mm-hmm. As, as yourself in that time. Right, right. So maybe he's blocked from maybe, all of that. Yeah, it could be. That's also very possible that that's just, a, yeah, it's a rule that he can't go back to be there at the same time as he mm-hmm. was there. I don't know. It's very Well, confusing. and it's not even like a rule. It's in the books I've read. It's like a principle of physics, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's complicated. Um it uh, yeah <laughs> but i i have faith that they're going to work it all out and that'll be good uh the other thing that they announced very recently of course is season three of picard which is supposed mm-hmm. to be the last season right they're not going to do more than three apparently okay but uh yeah they're getting the whole band back together for season three wow so that's going to be interesting i mean they had brent spiner's voice as data so like how is that going to work i don't know Mm. he's dead he's really he's most sincerely dead so i don't know (laughs) how that's gonna work but he's dead jim he is um i hope that it turns out to be good i think it probably will be good and i just wonder you know is it going to end with picard dying i i don't know there's so many things that they could do but i think those guys are all really good when they're together i really enjoyed seeing um Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis back there and seeing Mm -hmm. Jordy and Worf and them. I I don't know. I think it's going to be good. So I have a question Mm -hmm. based on what I've been watching this season. 
A lot of things happened to Picard that I did not believe could happen to an android body. <laughs> yeah, I kept saying that too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just like he gets hit by a car. Yeah, but he's a robot. Like it shouldn't make a difference, right? Right. And well, you know, unless they don't have the spare parts, but you know, like when the doctor's scanning them, she's like, "What is this?" Well, but even before that, there were were things happening, and I I was thinking, well, as an android, all of that should bounce off of him or something. Yeah, exactly. I yes, I agree. I, I think he's an android when it's convenient for him to be an android. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so there you go. That's that's fine. Um. Anyway, enjoying Picard, really liking it more than Discovery, just because it moves <laughs> along. I mean, it moves along. Things are going. Yeah. It, there's oh, a plot. It really it's does. exciting. There's stuff happening. It's it's witty and quippy, and it does the things that I think Star Trek should do. Oh, and there are two um, guest actresses in this that I really want to say I like. First of all, the uh, actress playing young Guinan. She mm. is very good. Oh, she's wonderful. And and also the actress playing the Borg Queen. Yes. They really got a bunch of great actors and so cool to see so many of the main characters are women and this is never remarked upon, right? It's yeah. like almost like the women are doing all the heavy lifting here, which is very cool. And I'm, I'm glad mm -hmm. that it just is and no one's saying anything and that they're also women of color too, which is nice. Right. I think it might be a better future where, where women are really doing the things because we mm -hmm. have different ways of approaching problems mm -hmm. uh, I also like the doctor I'm blanking on her name she's very good mm -hmm. and uh, what did she say to him like if you're lying to me they'll never find your body <laughs> which was yes. a very good line <laughs> <laughs> yep so all, oh but then good. she uh, she took her son <laughs> to Rio ship yeah, what's up with that, huh? I don't know, because the whole idea was go back and don't touch Don't anything, touch, and... don't touch, I know. Yeah. <sighs> this is why you could never travel no. in time. They would be, I would mess it everything up. It just wouldn't up. happen. They yeah. would be very, very bad. Yeah, so what, what are the, I mean, why did he do that? And what are the consequences going to be? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I, I am wondering now, thinking about the um, the jokes with, the voyage home whether there's going to be a um everybody remember where we parked joke at some point in the next three episodes because that would be fun also uh well yeah but that to me of the of the jokes that are in the the one with the whales that's the one that's kind of lame <laughs> but it definitely seems like a joke that kirk would make don't you think like a lame dad i don't joke. know because <laughs> okay this is weird do they actually do parking <laughs> in the future? And this is going to sound strange, but so many things that are in the Jetsons are also in Star Trek. <laughs> so maybe their car or whatever, their vehicle, just folds up and fits in a briefcase and they carry oh, it around with them. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Huh. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I... I I just think it's a it's a it's a, a weird stupid joke and I like it and um, <laughs> okay we'll, we'll see oh I will say one other thing I really liked was when they were at the the gala that Rios was so in love with the 20th century like look this is how you light a cigar <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was funny yep.
As you would. I mean, you know, if you were transported back in time, there would be things that you'd just be like, oh, look at how this works. I've always wondered how this works. This is so cool. <laughs> yep. I have to tell you a time travel joke that just occurred oh. in my real life. Oh, my goodness. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Remember in um, Back to the Future, the first one, um, in folding up his underwear, she thinks that's his name in yes, it. And Calvin so Klein. They keep calling yes. him Calvin Klein. Calvin yep. Klein. Well, um, I was going through some old pictures on my phone and everything. I found a picture of when I took my little niece, Emma, to uh, to the pier. We were going to see a play, and uh, I recognized someone walking around. And I went, that's Kevin Klein." Oh, really? And she goes, the guy who makes the underwear? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but it would have been so good if you'd gone up to him and Emma had said, are you the guy that makes the underwear? Because he probably would have laughed really hard at that. Yeah, I, I would hope so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Just had to get that in. Good. Thank you. I like that because that, that's great. Um, let's, let's move on. I wanted to say one other thing. I posted to our Facebook page this very funny uh, little animated clip of TNG made in the animated TOS style. And mm -hmm. I will say, if you've never seen or if you haven't watched a lot of the animated series, it won't be funny at all. But if you've watched any amount of it, it's hilarious. So they took the audio from the part one of Best of Both Worlds, just a very short segment, and they mm -hmm. animated it in the style of the animated series. It's so good. They, they did the character designs and the movement and the weird angles and all of the sound effects and the stupid music in the animated series. It's really, really <laughs> well done. It was obviously a labor of love for someone and I think they nailed it. So if you if you're into the animated series, you should absolutely watch it and pass it around. It's I've never seen anything quite like it and it's really good. Another thing posted to our Facebook page just a day or two ago was uh, there is this guy who has collected bazillions of little miniatures of not just Star Trek characters, but a lot of different mm. characters. And he's got all the Star Trek, but he's also got these little plastic sets and he arranges them, you know, and they're like 1950s houses, you know, mm -hmm. it's that sort mm -hmm. of furniture and stuff. And there are a couple where the, the Star Trek characters, plus, you know, a few outsiders are like partying down. It's so <laughs> funny. Just, just, just great. And they're beautiful. I mean, the colors are bright and these things all look like they're in really good shape. So you might want to go take a look at that too. There are people, there's one Facebook group I've seen where um, somebody has figures and he takes them out on location. So he's actually been out to Vasquez Rocks and posed oh. Kirk and the Gorn out there. And he's done it, you know, with tricks uh -huh. of perspective so that they actually look good. And he's done it with, <laughs> I think he did the apple also. He had a little vowel. And, mm -hmm. and anyway, it was really good. So that obviously that's his thing is posing them realistically in these beautiful circumstances. It's just great. I love when people do that. So good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there are so many immensely talented people out there with these creative hobbies. Mm -hmm just wonderful yes okay tell you what let's take a little break and then okay. uh, we have a whole bunch of news to talk about um bill news oh, yes. and new truck news and just all sorts of newsy things so we'll be back with news in a minute 
Space, a final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Listeners, we would love to hear from you. Send us email at lookathisbutt at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and leave us a comment. Tell us your Trek news. Are we in the show now? We can start being in the show now. Okay. <laughs> I know. It's like, is this a show? I don't know. Are is this a show? show? This is this alternate reality we inhabit called The Show. The Show. We're in the show now. Okay. So. Here, Lens here, flares and all. Okay. That's right. That's correct. So here we are talking about Star Trek. And the one of the mo- most exciting things is that there's all this new Trek that's coming. So, um there was a huge con in Chicago, Mission Chicago, where many mm-hmm. people were, and they had panels for uh, Discovery and Picard and Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks, too. So um, Lower Decks is coming this summer. So excited. I can't wait to see what that's going to be about. It's just, oh, I love Lower Decks. And oh, then me too. They had a panel on Strange New Worlds where the cast were talking about it and they released a whole bunch of trailers for each of the characters, which uh, we, the Royal, we, me and you decided not to watch so that we don't get <laughs> spoiled because I, I don't want to know much about them before the show starts. That's right. I just, I want the show. We're to kind of me. trying to go back to the sixties with this, where yeah. a show came on and uh, you might've seen something, you know, like two weeks before a new show, Star Trek, watch it on, Wednesday or whenever it was mm-hmm. and that's like all you knew so yeah I, trying I wanted to, to a- like- avoid anything that might get stuck in my brain that way yeah I just want the show to tell me what is going on I don't want to have to do mm-hmm. research to understand what's what's happening so right. it, it's going to be uh, May 5th and that's going to be terrific I cannot wait to watch it it's going to be so good um, oh yes part of what happened this is a very strange thing is that they had posters at Mission Chicago for each of the characters, and they gave first names to both Dr. Mbenga and to Spock. And those were up for like a day, and then they got taken down, and Paramount issued this really weird uh, release that said... Um, they clarified that the updated character posters were inadvertently displayed with names that were incorrect... But then they said, um, while they do have first names, they have yet to be revealed. So I don't know what that means. Like, are those really going to be their names and they just didn't want them to get out there so early? I I think it's weird that they would have a huge expensive poster made and it would be wrong. (laughs) You have great faith in the printing industry. (laughs) Um, Are you going to be freaked out if Spock's first name is Kevin (laughs) <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. I would love that. I would love his name to be Kevin. That would be so funny. Okay, because I know that's a name that 
you are not fond of oh. Kevin Destroyer of Worlds. <laughs> um, yes, as as was done by Big Miss Sunbeam. Kevin, a hovering <laughs> mouse-like name, as she said it. Yes, <laughs> Kevin Destroyer of Worlds. It's so funny. Um, so both of the names that were given on these posters, the name for Dr. Mbenga is uh, Jabilo, and I don't know if that's... Um, you know, drawn from a particular group in Africa or wherever, but um, that name and Spock's name, which I am not going to try to pronounce, uh, were both drawn from fan fiction. Yes. But that's okay because both Uhura's name and Sulu's name were also drawn from fan fiction. So there's a history of doing this. It's not like they don't ever do it. They've done it before. Why not right. do it again? Um, were they all actually drawn from fan fiction or profic? The... Uh, Spock's, uh, hold on, I'm looking. Um, so uh, the the name for Spock comes from that wonderful book by Barbara Hambly, uh, Ishmael, which is one of my favorite books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, what do you think? Is that profic or is that fanfic? Well, all profic, <laughs> I think, starts out as fanfic. And then whoever says, okay, we'll publish this. And then it's profic. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. And then the, the name for Dr. Mbenga came from... Um, profic. So it was from okay. the Star Trek Vanguard book series. So, okay. uh, you know, I, I think you could say that both of them could be canon and it remains mm -hmm. to be seen whether they're going to use them or not. It's just, it was a weird thing to have happen. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll find out pretty, pretty soon. I'm so glad to see Dr. Mbenga being like a big part of this because mm -hmm. he felt like such an underused character in, well, in the series. So is he ship surgeon like McCoy was? When it turns into Kirk's Enterprise, that would mean he kind of got demoted. Yeah, so I don't know. It, I, as I said, haven't watched the little trailer, so I don't know what he's supposed to be. Chapel is a nurse. I mean, she doesn't look like she's supposed to be a doctor there. Mm -hmm. um, so th her position seems to be the same. But I, I don't know. You know, when Pike was captain, he had... Um, uh, his chief medical officer, uh, John Hoyt, right? Who who I love. Right. And what wasn't was he Doctor Piper? Or no, that Dr. was Piper. the other one. That was yeah. Okay, that was Paul Fix. And we're no man. I'm trying to remember what his name was, and I can't remember what it was. I only know it was John Hoyt because I've seen him in so many movies. But oh yeah, you know, he, he was the ship surgeon. He was the chief medical officer. So is he there? Is he away? Are we in between CMOs? I don't know. Could be anything. Okay. But anyway, Strange New Worlds, very, very soon. I'm so excited. Yes. And I hope they really, really do go to Strange New Worlds. Oh, please. Please have it be episodic. Please don't screw it up. Well, please don't have them running into things that turn out to be new to Kirk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, uh, like, let's not use every episode to revisit things we already know about these characters. Mm -hmm. That's that's the thing. Like, you know, we saw that T'Pring is going to be in it. And are they going to do another Amok Time episode? No, don't do that. Like, yeah, we, well, we don't you need know. to. We don't need to go to Vulcan. We really, really don't need to go to Vulcan. Right. Let's talk about William Shatner, though, because he's cool. Okay. I like he's him. He's so cool. He's so dreamy. We, we like <laughs> dreamy. Yeah, he's dreamy. He is. Okay, we have some really interesting things. And um, one of the first ones that we have coming up here on the Shatnertron mm -hmm. is um, that Bill 
is going to be at the Kennedy Center. Yes, so exciting. Performing with Ben Folds mm-hmm. and the National Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And he is going to be, um, he's written new stuff, but apparently at least some of it is going to be about his trip into space. Mm, so exciting, yes. So, um, and uh, I just, I think I just posted this to our, our Facebook page, um, but uh, Ben Folds just has just the most wonderful thing to say about, um, about of course, who, who all is going to be there in the band and everything, but th- this is what he has to say about Bill. On this particular Friday, the National Symphony Orchestra and I are bringing to the concert hall my dear friend, Mm -hmm. William Shatner. Uh Bill and I have been good buds for over 25 (laughs) years, so when he decided it was a good idea to climb into a spacecraft last fall, I woke while on tour in the wee hours to see it unfold on a TV in my hotel room. Wow. Holding my breath for those 11 minutes he punched through the atmosphere. William Shatner became the oldest human and only artist to ever venture into space. Mm -hmm. He went up, came down, and lived to tell the tale. But instead of popping a champagne bottle, when Bill stepped out of the spacecraft, he delivered an emotionally packed Mm -hmm. perspective of Mm -hmm. his experience in a way we've never heard. Like anyone else watching, I overscrolled. Okay, I was deeply moved by what he had to say. A 91-year-old man of his life experiences with his symbolic connection to the entire history of space exploration, expressing how this trip feels was powerful and useful. Mm -hmm. Astronauts are pilots and scientists who report on what they learn and see. Mm -hmm. Their job is not to express how it feels. Who better qualified to do that than William Shatner? (laughs) One thing I've learned about Bill, when he speaks, people listen. (laughs) Yes, well, yes, exactly right, exactly right. He he certainly speaks for me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) his voice and mere presence Uh, command attention like no one else. He's such a big thinker, an enigma, a comedian, a poet, and of course, an actor. On April 29th, Bill, with the National Symphony Orchestra, will deliver his feelings about his trip to space. How does it feel to go beyond the Kármán line, the thin layer that separates our world from space? Mm-hmm. Something we might want to know, since many of us may be headed that direction in our lifetime. How does being in space change how we should look at planet Earth? What are his thoughts now on life and death? And more. I am here to tell you this concert is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime event. I love this. An event you'll tell your kiddos about (laughs) one day. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Expect plenty of laughs and tears during this special evening performance. Oh, and there's free beer, too. (laughs) Make it even better. Um, Right. That's awesome. Gosh, I I think he really captured a lot of why it was so important that Bill go to space and and what happens afterwards. Yeah. And what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's just, that's so great. 
You know, as you were reading, you know, he's the he's the oldest guy and he's the only artist. And I was going to say, and also the only Starfleet captain that's gone to space so far. <laughs> yeah, so far. So far, you know, very, very important. Um, that's the thing. He will always be the first. Yeah, always be the first. Oh, that's yes. just, just so great. It's... <laughs> I can't remember. And if you are near D.C., the tickets are not outrageous. I think they were like 50 or $75. Yeah, I hope they're recording it so we'll get to see it. God, I, wouldn't it be great if they showed it like on PBS Yeah, or it would be. Or even if it became like an Amazon thing, like his interview with uh, Christopher Plummer, mm-hmm. that would be really good. Yes, um, yes. So do we know, is he writing a book about his trip to space? He is, isn't he? Or he has, or he will? He's always writing a book, and I think trip <laughs> to space was was one of them. Okay. All right. I just, I could not remember whether he, uh, yes, you're right. He is always writing a book, and I, I thought I had read that he's got a book coming out later this year, and at least part of it is about his thing to space. I'm really interested in reading that, because I think that would mm-hmm. be super important. Right. And to really hear hear more about how that came about, yeah, would be interesting. Yeah, and and you know yeah. he did talk about we we saw in the the program that was on Amazon Prime like what he was thinking and what it was about. I really want to hear mm-hmm. him talk about like the hours afterwards and what that felt like and mm-hmm. all the thoughts that were going through his head at that point. That's going to be yep. good. Cool. Yes, indeed. Um, now, Bill is the busiest man in the world right now. He's appearing at cons. He's doing all sorts of things. And he also um, is being inducted into the California Music Hall of Fame, which was not a thing yep. I knew existed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, what is the California Hall of Fame? Do you know anything about this? No, I do not. Okay. Well, maybe we should click on the link. Let's see. Okay. I have it up now. After two long years of waiting to honor its inaugural class of inductees. Oh, well, that's why we didn't oh, know about it because it, it's, it's new. new. Um, so the induction ceremony will be on Sunday, May 22nd at the Golden Bears Theater in uh, Temecula. It was postponed and stuff because of pandemic. So they're honoring people from 2020 and 2021. This extraordinary event brings together the Golden State for an afternoon of celebration and great music. Uh, net proceeds will go to Music for Heroes program, provide Southern California veterans, first responders, and teenage burn victims with guitars, drums, amps, mics, and concert tickets, which sounds very, very nice. So this is a small organization, and mm-hmm. here are the people who are listed. They use a bad font, so I'm having trouble reading this. <laughs> oh, but, no, bad but I, font. It is a ba- it's like a handwritten sort of font. It's like, what? What mm-hmm. is it saying? I will say this is a list of about 20 people, and mm-hmm. William Shatner's name is first before anyone else. <laughs> of course, which if is you hilarious. haven't got Bill, you haven't you haven't got it. You know, well, it it is funny because of the other people that's on the list. So okay, read we, me that. <laughs> yeah, so William Shatner is first, and then Richie Valens is second. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then okay. there's some people in here that I don't know. Stephen Cade, I don't know. Queen Nation, I think, is a Queen cover band. Uh, Surf City All-Stars. Sita uh, Gannett. Iron, but- oh, Iron Butterfly and Danny Hutton, who was in Three Dog Night. Um, Lifetime Rocker, don't know who that is. Connie Stevens is on the list. Oh! I know. I thought you were going to say Connie Francis, but oh, I think nope. she's dead. But anyway, okay. Uh, 
some some band called Bad Chemistry, a radio station, K-A-T-Y, Shoot for Tuesday, The Trip, The Wrecking Crew Express, which I guess is an offshoot of The Wrecking Crew, um, mm-hmm. Bad Influence, Mr. Wilson Band, the ADZ All-Stars, Sam Morrison Band, Led Zepp again, that's a Led Zeppelin cover band, and mm-hmm. the Mighty Cash Cats. So that's quite a mixed <laughs> bag of people that they have going into oh, the Oh my goodness, California. I thought towards the end we were going to hear there was a high school marching band. <laughs> I, you know, you never know. So you that, never, ever know. That is, it's wild. But they have a great you know it's money going to a good charity which is really nice and i guess if you're Mm going to come up with a california hall of fame you got to put all these people in including cover bands is pretty interesting like yeah i get that you need a really high level of musicianship to be a good cover band but to have it be like recognized as a creative enterprise i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know it's fine it's fine it's just it's interesting and different yep so, uh, and, you know, they, they told Bill it was for a good cause, and they said, it's a Hall of Fame. You can come and collect a little statue. And he was like, I'm there. I'm totally there. Yep. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> You're honoring me? Yes. Yes, I will be there. I believe he um, keeps all those sort of doodads in his garage. <laughs> he said so once. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. Oh, my God. He's going to need another garage. Um, oh, definitely. Okay. It's so need now, a bigger boat. <laughs> let's talk for a minute about this 3D uh, William Shatner Captain Kirk figurine that you can get. Right. Because I did not realize how much it cost until I, I just clicked through to look at this article right now. Uh-huh. So it says, this is an article in Sci-Fi Wire. Want to enshrine yourself in a 3D printed figurine with William Shatner? Sure, it wasn't a thing I never thought of before, but now you're telling me, so yes. <laughs> Here's your yeah. chance. So Shatner has partnered, partnered with a company called Minikin, a consumer product of the company Mass Persona. It takes your face and 3D prints it on any nerdy avatar you want to offer ch- fans the chance to purchase a 9-inch 3D printed figurine of themselves with the Starship Captain. Um, There is no example of what it might look like, given that he won't pose for it until Star Trek Mission Chicago that just happened. But um, and we haven't heard anything about these. Haven't heard anything. So uh, there's an example here of what it might look like. It costs two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars per person. Comes with the opportunity to stand next to Shatner, have your bodies scanned from every angle, and then embodied in a 3D printed figurine. And they're only doing a hundred of them with a maximum of two people per scan. Um, let's see. If you had one chance to immortal, immortalize the short time you've spent with someone like Stan Lee, Betty White, or in this case, William Shatner, would you take it? The CEO says. That question is the driving force behind this kind of experience we have created, and the multitude of similar experiences will create across all fandoms. So, as you well, say, you know, no news about this yet. Who knows what the hell it's going to look like? Maybe they had technical difficulties and they couldn't do it in Chicago. Oh, that's possible. But I'm thinking back to that um, St. Patrick's weekend when I was moving and and you came and we put Cardboard Kirk on the balcony. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you sit next to him with your arm around him, and we put a green frou-frou thing, you know, <laughs> on him. And I'm thinking, I'm very happy with that because it's, yeah. it's Kirk. And, and, you know, Bill is older now. But uh, 
then I got to thinking, well, depending on how he's standing, you can decorate him for holidays, you know. <laughs> I like the idea of decorating him. I mean, I was always happy when we did that and we put like Valentine's yeah. Day stuff for the Santa hat and all that. It was, it was mm-hmm. always really good. Um, yep. So I have, I have clicked over to their website and Bill's done a little video telling you why you should spend your money on this. Thank you for shilling, Bill. And mm-hmm. they give you an example of some people who are standing in a little booth. It looks like a transporter booth. And they're holding <laughs> tribbles and they're wearing their Starfleet uniforms. And they've been scanned. And then they show you what the figurine looks like. And it's, I got to say, it's pretty good if that's mm-hmm. really what it's going to be. But as you said, you know, is it just going to be you standing next to Bill? That's kind of boring. I don't like if you could sit on his lap. Yep, that'd be great. But uh, I don't know. Well, in the the original article that I read when when I first heard about this, it kind of said you you and Bill compose how you want or hmm. something. But then another one came out that basically said you are not allowed to manipulate Mr. Shatner <laughs> and maybe not even touch him. You know, so it's like uh, we'll see. I mean, if you're a pretty woman. You can pretty much do whatever you want. I would think so. I mean, his hand, his arm would be around your waist, certainly. I, I think mm-hmm. you could guarantee mm-hmm. that. Hmm. Yep. Well, that's but what I, Yeah, I want to see these things, and I'm interested who would spend that kind of money. Oh, I'm sure there are people who would want to do it. and yeah, Oh, I'm, there absolutely are. Yeah, and I'm sure Bill is getting a nice cut of that as well. So, you know, good for him. Like 90% of it, you know. Yes, exactly right, yes. You're paying uh, to Bill for the the privilege of standing next to him. I'm just scanning the rest of this to see if there's any other interesting information. The weird part is the times that they had scheduled for it, the first one was from 10 p.m. to midnight. Right. I noticed that. So it's after the the con has yeah. ended. Yeah. Uh, maybe they feel it'll be... They don't want like gate crashers or anything. Oh, that's so maybe true. They feel it's easier to control because really having this done is a very new and special thing. Yeah, yeah. So if you're only doing a hundred people, you want to make sure that's what you've got there is those people. I just feel kind of sorry for Bill though. I mean, like you know, you're at the stupid con all day long, and then you go have dinner, and then you got to go back from ten to midnight to mm-hmm. stand and be scanned, and then he has to get up and do it again the next morning. It's from eight to ten. Which is pretty oh, early. Oh, he there for two days of the con? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, for that, wow, at least I don't... he must be doing several panels. Unless he was only sticking around to do the scanning on Sunday. I don't know. I didn't check the schedule for the con to see exactly mm-hmm. what he was up to. Yeah. And I didn't actually see a lot of coverage of his panel at the con to see if he told some new stories or anything. So, I don't know. That's what Ruby Pearl and I were saying. We hadn't seen anything telling us what went on what was interesting what was good well i'm sure it was good i'm sure it was very good yes because it's bill and he always is good yes okay um i think that's all the news stuff that i had on my list did we miss anything well there's that 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 thing about uh 10 things we want to see in in strange new worlds but over the past several shows you and i pretty much covered all of those (laughs) yeah exactly so uh I just want it yeah. not to suck. <laughs> That's basically it. That's I me want, right now. I want to want to see it. Yes. I don't want to see the first episode and go, yeah. I don't care. You know, that, no, that can't happen. And, you know, they're, they're giving a lot of focus to all the characters, but I'm going, 
at least when you start out, this better be mainly about Pike. Yes. Because he's the one mm-hmm. that made the fans mm-hmm. demand they do a Pike show. Absolutely. And if anybody, first of all, if anybody starts whispering, I'm going to be mad. And number two, <laughs> if anybody starts a story was with, when I was 10 years old, I am just going to throw my television out the window because, <laughs> you know, too much. Just too much. Yeah. Yeah, that got pretty tired. <laughs> oh, so they just had it so many times in such a short period of time on Discovery. Well, apparently much. getting into Starfleet um, involved having to have a fucked up childhood. <laughs> so whatever mistakes you make in everything, you can blame on that. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, um, I will say uh, I'm enjoying still watching Star Trek on television uh, every <laughs> evening because it's back at 8 o'clock on H&I, yes, which is where it should yes. be. And um, watching, I watched a lot of TNG in the last couple of seasons. And as I have said before, I my appreciation for the for the good TNG has really increased for so many reasons. You know, it's... Now that I'm watching it again, after watching, I have to say, all of this new Star Trek, I'm appreciating how good that good TNG was. That mm-hmm. when it was on, when they had good writing and good acting and good directing, it was really good. Really, yep. really good. And um, I did not used to think that, but now I do. The first couple of seasons were terrible, but yep. the last couple of seasons were just really outstanding in so many ways. Um, well, they got better writers or writers who were allowed to write better stories. Yep. And, uh, exactly. And, and, and so the actors went, oh, hooray. They did. Something good to do. <laughs> you can really see them relaxing into mm-hmm. their roles and, and just being on point and then, you know, knowing what we know now about, like, Jonathan Frakes and stuff. It's just, I love mm-hmm. watching him. I just love watching him. He's so good. He's so tall. Yep. It's wonderful. I think they should kind of turn the whole Star Trek thing over to him. They should. He should be one you of know, the You know, get rid of whatever clowns are at the top right now yeah. because I don't think they really understand the heart and soul of mm. what what makes Star Trek continue to be such a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. He's he gets it. He really, really gets mm-hmm. it. And yep. his direction on all the things that they keep having him direct is just so yep. good. So it'll be curious to see whether they let him direct a lot of Picard, given that he'll be in it. You know. Yes. And yes. I would imagine that the other actors would be just more than happy for him to direct it all if that's what he felt like doing. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so okay. Well, despite technical difficulties mm-hmm. and stuff we have made it to the end of another show yes and in conclusion star trek as always <laughs> there's so much of it i can't wait till lower decks comes back i'm just so excited about it it's gonna be so good do you when you're watching any of the new shows you know picard or or, or lower decks or discovery do you occasionally find yourself sort of drifting into this like fantasy or line of thought of now if this was TOS <laughs> and kind of working out a different plot in there, I do that all the time. Yes, I definitely okay, do that. Okay, because I all the do time. it because I, I'm, I'm, you know, 
I'm coming up up with what the characters say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I, not just a plot anymore. It's a it, full out performance in my it brain. It is. Well, you can't help it because you're like, oh, you know, this situation here, Kirk would have solved that in two minutes flat, and, oh, and you, yeah. you know, you know exactly what he would have done to to solve any particular situation, and you know, they end up putting characters in situations that Kirk was in almost exactly mm-hmm. or very similar and you're like well he he did this like I know how he solved yeah. this problem that's the right mm-hmm. way <laughs> that is the solution to the problem <laughs> exactly. <sighs> well, well we'll see what what old Pike is like compared to uh, Captain Kirk that's going to be the the real comparison Star Trek's been around for like close to 60 years incredible, incredible. I mean Original Trekkies. This is their grandchildren or maybe even great-grandchildren. Yeah. And and I am confident it's going to go on forever, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You know, whether it becomes way. a religion like it was in Futurama or not, it's it's <laughs> going to go on. It's absolutely going to go on. Yep. And that's great, too, is that so many shows either do a full-on episode like that or have, like, little Star Trek riffs in mm-hmm. As they say, it is a cultural touchstone, and I love it. It sure is. It's my favorite cultural touchstone. It's my favorite show. It really, really is. In fact, <laughs> I, I was, um, I got a questionnaire from the Nielsen Company. You know the ratings people. Yes. Yes. And uh, they were going to give me five bucks to answer it, so I was like, sure, I'll do this. And it asked, like, what do you watch on television? And they had, <laughs> um, literally, it was like comedy drama, sports, news, and then other. So I checked other, and I wrote Star Trek. Well, of course. Because that's the, cause they, there was no, like, you know, science fiction or fantasy or anything. And Star Trek mm-hmm. isn't comedy and it isn't drama. It's Star Trek. So I felt really good writing that down as my answer. Yeah. And I'm surprised they didn't have science fiction fantasy because that's what's really hot. Yeah. Okay. On, you know, all the stations, all the cable things and everything, they're all you know pushing and our new one is this mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. dinosaurs who can time travel and... <laughs> yep exactly so there i have represented for star trek nation to the nielsen company good for you <laughs> <laughs> all right we better wrap this up because uh yes it's it's good so thanks everybody for for sticking around and listening hope you all had a wonderful Shatmoy. uh please do drop into the facebook group to see the fun stuff that we're we're posting there and uh you know, let us know if you have thoughts or theories on Q and Picard and all the rest of the stuff that's happening there. We'll find out soon, I guess. Okay. So until now, I'm, until, if I could talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Try that again. Until next, next time. time. Yes. Live long and potluck. Yay. Yay.